Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an emergency episode of the Somos Moss podcast. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me tonight, it is late, late on Friday night. Joining me, uh, as usual, is Earl Nieto and Jacob Terrell. And uh, guys, it has been, other than the results from the first round of the playoffs tonight, it has been a rough day for New Mexico United Nation. The news came down this morning that head coach Troy Lassane and the club have apparently mutually agreed not to extend this contract beyond the end of the end of the season. And so we are now on the, the coaching carousel looking for someone to come in and take over the reins for year four. Um, I know Earl has seen the, the presser that Troy did today. Jacob, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I've, you know, I'm obviously I'm here in town. I didn't get a chance to go to it. Uh, I would love to have a little bit more notice, you know, uh, of things than 24 hours. And the fact that, that they're typically like mid morning, it's not an easy thing to get to, especially when I'm not getting paid to go down and do this. But uh, I think it's fair to say that we were all caught off guard by this. Um, Wednesday night, Earl and I were having discussion about, Troy Lassane with uh, Jerry Mario in the chat. And we both felt that Troy would at least get one more year. Earl wanted Earl believed two, one more year and then a hot seat year, depending on how things went. Uh, I felt like he deserved at least one more year. And Jacob, I'm fairly certain you, th- you felt like he deserved at least one more year as well. I, I mean, deserve, I don't know. I don't know what verb I would use there. I thought he was going to be here for another year. I thought we had been building to, to I, I, I mean, I know that I missed uh, Wednesday, and I, I apologize for that, guys. But um, like, if, if we're doing like a big picture, like this year, kind of in review, I feel like kind of it was just a year from hell. Um, injuries, Amondo being on on duty, you know, Brian Brown just not working out, um, just things just. Just, it just wasn't our year, and, and sometimes organizations have that. So I thought next year was going to be like, okay, we got past the year from hell. We've got you know these these three at least three stars players signed through next year with we Wehan Moreno and Bees. And I thought, okay, you know we're we're building something. He's going to come in. We're going to and then to just get this news today was just ugh, heartbreaking. Yeah, like I said, none of us really expected it. Um, you know, Earl was the first to share it in our group text, and I was I was driving uh, when when you sent that, and that was just like just out of left field. Um, I mean, Earl, what was your initial reaction uh, when that popped up on Instagram this morning? I had to read it like three or four times to make sure I was reading what I was reading, and then I showed it to a coworker who. He's a United fan. He doesn't go to the games, but he is a United fan. Um, so facetiously, he said, because the stadium. But then we started talking about it. He's like, dude, that's fucking nuts. To be honest, that's actually pretty crazy. Um, so my initial reaction was like, I don't believe it. And then I read it three or four more times. And then I believed it. Yeah, I you know, it was it was definitely not anything I was expecting at all. Um 
I certainly haven't been on the hashtag Troy out movement at all this season. And I felt like with the results that we'd had, you know, playoffs in the first two seasons and, you know, we can talk about, you know, people moving the goalposts and whatever, because I saw a comparison on Twitter earlier this evening saying, well, how can you not count the play in round as part of the playoffs? If you count the wild card round in major league baseball as part of the playoffs, you know, so like people moving goalposts and that kind of stuff. But I, I contend that we did make the playoffs the first two seasons and we've been through a lot in the first three seasons with this club between the, between the deep open cup run, not being able to host any open cup matches during 2019, playing every single match on the road in 2020, dealing with COVID restrictions, injuries, the, you know, some of the moves just not quite working out how we expected them to this season. And I, for one, really believe that Troy was going to be back for at least one more season. Beyond that, I, you know, I couldn't say, but, you know, I felt like he had at least earned one more season to, to show what he could do. And I feel like changes were made this, this year that, and which showed that he was, he did recognize that some of the earlier stuff, you talk about Brian Brown, that stuff just what wasn't working out. And so we made some changes and, and, and you can never account for injuries. Like you just can't. And the fact that we lost two strikers after loaning one out, like you, I mean, you can't plan for that. You don't like, you obviously don't expect that to happen, especially in the, the manner in which it happened, you know, Mondo tearing an ACL and dev with the, with the, with, with the blood clots. So yeah, I was just taken aback completely. And I spent, a fair amount of my day kind of looking around at social media and going like, like, what the heck happened? You know? And once the presser went up, I was like, okay, I I sat there and sat down and I I watched it and I went back and watched it again. I was like, I just, I can't believe Troy's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much that like, so Earl sent the text, right? And I I saw I think I saw it on my watch. But I obviously couldn't read anything on my watch. But I could see Troy's face in the picture and I could see a little block of text. And I don't know why. I don't know why I thought this, but I immediately before I could even read anything was like, "Oh no, he's gone." I don't know why, but I thought that. And then I read it and was like, "This this is insane." why how and and i thought up until the presser came out i thought for sure he was going to go to charleston and i mean he still might that's not out of the question but he he was pretty genuine in the presser and saying that like he didn't have the next thing lined up which baffled me how much are you guys buying that he feels like he wasn't the person to take them to the next level or, or wasn't, it was, it wasn't the right move for him to stay for the club. None. Like, like is that just him sugarcoating something or? Like, well, no. So what really, I don't know if you saw the really comment. Happened? Go ahead. I just want to know what really happened or what do you think really happened? I don't know if you saw the comment from David underneath your post and my comment or your comment and my oh. comment. 
I have not. I haven't been on in a while. So on that post, he says this is not the tr- this is not true. Whatever was being said, it's not true. So my assumption, he has family in Charleston still. Um, his mom still lives there. He grew up there. I have a. It's just my feeling that he's going back to Charleston. Um, whether or not to coach Charleston Battery or not, that's to be determined, I guess. Um, because Charles, I don't think it was the whole right man, next man up situation. I think it was something to do personal with Troy where he wanted to go home. Because obviously growing up in the East Coast and moving to New Mexico where there's not really much going on is a huge culture shock. Yeah, he lasted three and a half years here. Um, better close to four with the off seasons and whatnot. So I don't think it had anything to do with his performance. <clears throat> I mean, obviously Peter wanted to extend him. That obviously didn't isn't what Troy wanted. Peter is known to give people what they want, such as bees coming back, um, and Sully coming back. So. Peter's known to give people what they want. And I think this was him giving Troy what he wanted and going back home to have his life out there. Either way, though, I mean, you know, I mean, Seth talked about, you know, scrolling through social media um, after he found the news, you know, I'm, I was working, I was outside, I, I didn't have a chance to do that, but I felt myself, like, I found myself just, like, staring into space, like, not really thinking about anything. I mean, it, I mean, we can go back through all the episodes, and, and you can see several times where I, for sure, disagreed with, with, uh, players' minutes, or tactics, or this or that or other, and, and, um, I think from a football on the pitch perspective, I'm not upset by this. But as somebody who has followed this thing, not from the very, very beginning, but um, I, I mean, I was pretty early on in the in the United Fever and and then being able to meet him basically right away um with somos uh somos unidos news um and just the the type of guy that he is and and what he what I've seen him do for the community and 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 really treating New Mexico United like a family uh it it sucks it it just flat out sucks and so to to like Tito, um, I know you listen sometimes, Tito, and and I love you, but I, I and I didn't even read all of your post. I just saw it just now, but it was um, I, I just saw the first part about why is everybody so sad about why Troy's leaving or Coach Saints leaving, and and I'm I know that that Tito is one of the ones that was not very happy with the tactics, and and I get all that, but as as someone who's just seen maybe a little bit more than the, than the everyday fan, as far as what Troy brings to the table, it's, I mean, he's just, 
he's just the the best dude um out there and and we might get a better tactics coach a big a better x's and o's coach a better a, we might go farther in the playoffs or whatever that may chance may be or whatever the case may be but uh as far as just being a human being uh, the next coach is going to have some very, very large shoes to fill. And and I don't think he will do that nearly as well as Troy did. Going back to what you said a few minutes ago, talking about, you know, is Troy or was Troy the, the right guy to carry the club forward into 2024? And that was something that he brought up in his, in his presser was that he felt like he wasn't the guy to – to lead the club uh, into 2024. But that, that was a great base. It's not like a, a project where you we, we hear about, you know, blowing up a team and rebuilding it from the brown, ground up. And he was very complimentary towards the team saying that there's a very good base here. And there's a very, it's a very solid club and very, you know, tactically sound or a, a, um, a very sound club in terms of ability and, and things like that. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a lack of confidence in himself. Maybe it's second guessing some of his decisions. But again, I felt like Troy, I, I feel like he had done enough to earn at least a, a fourth year. And it sounded like, you know, Pete wanted to. They had to, he, Troy mentioned they had discussions off and on throughout the year about it. Um, and so, like, I don't. I don't feel like Troy couldn't have done a fourth year. I feel like if with the improvements that we saw mid season uh, with the changes that we did see with, you know, bringing on Itamar, bringing on coach Heather, like there were, there's a lot already in place to make even more changes going into next season. And so I felt like Troy would have been, I think, I think the club might've been in a pretty good spot had Troy decided to stay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he, like you said, I think he earned a chance to to see this particular core group of players through next year at least, and and see what he could do. And and I think that's what just confuses the heck out of me with this whole thing is that it wasn't Peter's decision. It wasn't the team's decision to be like, no, I, I don't think we should go another, or I think we should go another direction. No, that's not from from all accounts that I have seen. That is not what happened. It is. Troy decided to leave and I just don't understand that I just if he had something lined up if he had the the Charleston job lined up then I'm like yeah I get that fully understand it but to not have anything to go to right away to to know right away to just to just say no, I'm I'm not not gonna renew that. Then it's 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 either lack of self confidence or he's betting on himself to get a job like the Charleston job. So it's either it's two opposite ends of the spectrum. It's either I can't take this club over the top, so I'm leaving, or I want to take on this Charleston job and I think I'm going to get it, so I'm going to not pick up this option right now. And it's just, it's very strange to me. And I'm, I, I, I just don't feel good about it whatsoever. And I hope 
that um you know i hope i hope both parties can have success i hope i hope we find somebody that can take us to the promised land and and i hope troy finds a job that that he can grow and and further his coaching degree or coaching resume and and possibly get a championship there as long as it's not in the usl um and and i i hope for all that but it's just it's a very very weird thing right now like like this this week i know you guys have talked uh, a lot more about stuff on wednesday when i wasn't here but to not make the playoffs to not get the stadium bond anyways and then to lose troy all in the span of six days is like what in the world did we do to deserve this Yeah, it's been a rough week. And while we did talk about the stadium on Wednesday, like being around the club and talking to folks within the club, you know, talking to David, talking to you know Shelby, one of the folks running the campaign, there was a lot of optimism about how they felt the stadium bond was going to go. And so, like, it's just yeah, it's just like a, a giant like kick in the ass, you know, like. We certainly weren't prepared for for this amount of negativity, you know. And, and it's honestly, there's been a, a fair amount going on for I'd say, you know, the past uh, month or so. You know, the news about Dev and Amando, and I mean, I guess you could go even farther back and say, you know, Sam and Harry and all that kind of stuff. But really, in the span of the last month, we've picked up a lot of negative news, and. Yeah, the club has to has to at this point, you know, bring someone in that can turn things around, turn that mentality around. And you know, I think there's still, a, I think there's plenty of positivity from the front office. You know, I think they are, and, and Peter said time and time again, you know, uh, they are committed to bringing a championship here to New Mexico. They're committed to getting the stadium built and. I, you know, it's going to be, we, we already knew this, this off season is going to be really interesting and it get, it just got even more so. And, you know, I just, I look at all the initial reaction to around this and Earl and I were talking, you know, before we, we started recording and talking about some of the different reactions and comments and things that people were making, you know, calling New Mexico United a Ponzi scheme and Troy knew the club was going to fold and he, he was leaving and he left because we didn't get the stadium and this, that, and the other. And, you know, like, it's just ridiculous. The amount of just, crap that is out there when this club has done so many good things and you know trying to figure out what what the next step is obviously for the club it's searching for a new coach and so you know we can't really speculate too much on where troy is going we all have our i think we're all pretty much thinking that he's going to go back to charleston Uh, i know he said that that he didn't have anything lined up yet but it would not surprise me at all if that's where he ended up I saw someone mention that he might be in consideration for the Houston Dynamo job. I don't think that's likely, but um, you know, whatever happens with coach, we certainly wish him, wish him the best. And, you know, hope that he finds the next challenge and, and you know, accomplishes whatever it is that he he's looking for. Uh, but in terms of our immediate future here, I mean, do we have any, I mean, do you guys have any guesses on, potential like short list of names or is this something that you think is going to take a while for them to figure out and how, and how do you think that affects the off season? 
Earl, you want to tackle this first? So I don't have any names. The one that I did mention earlier um, on Seth's live earlier would be very interesting. Um, I said earlier, Steve Famiglietta, who lives here in Albuquerque or Corrales, close enough to Albuquerque. Um, he's played in the USL, so he knows some of the ins and outs of it. But he's a coach himself right now. So he, so the team he coaches is not consecutive with United schedule. They don't start playing until December ish. I think they have two weeks, and then their first home game is January first. I know that much. Um, that gives him ample time to possibly coach USL, or if he gives up the indoor soccer league and comes to USL, that gives him more time with USL. Um, I don't see that likely. I would love to see that. But another name that Jake, that Seth said earlier was Jeremy Fishbein, who once again did great things with the UNM men's Lobos team, uh, men's Lobo soccer team. So I, I don't know. I would love to see someone local and someone actually get an opportunity to coach in the majors or the professionals, I guess they'd call them. Um, but I, I really don't know. I mean, several names come to my mind, but it, I don't know what Peter's going to, or what Troy's going to want to do or Peter, Peter's going to want to do. Um, I don't know if he's going to want to try to stick with the local route and the, the, uh, you know, give, give somebody a chance route, or if he's going to try to find somebody a little more seasoned in the USL that has experience that has a pedigree of, of somewhat kind of some kind of success or because uh, he wants to win the championship. I don't know what he's going to try to decide there, but um, there were some names that I, I have come to my head. And then there was names that there was, there was a couple names on Facebook that, that were thrown out there. Um, Earl mentioned one of them, the UNM former UNM soccer coach, but um, I, as far as like the local routes, um, or or smaller fish in the USL at least are concerned, you know Zach Prince I think would make a little bit of sense if we're going to keep the same players. Um, you know he's got a good rapport with them. He seemed to be in the practices that or the practice that I went to and, and, and you watch him on the sideline and Troy is, is obviously front and center, but, but um, Prince is doing a lot of the work in the background as far as coaching players on tactics during the games. He led the practice basically that I went to for media day at the beginning of this year. Um, so I could see him, him um, possibly stepping in there. Um, I, I think, I think if the the team wanted to put their money where their mouth is as far as the diversity program, I think Heather is a a very very interesting option there. Um, she's had a lot of success with the Lobos women's team. Um, she's already an assistant coach of in some capacity um, with United, so the players already have a rapport with her. 
Um, I, I think if I had to pick between those two as far as what they would do, I think it would be Heather, but I don't know. And then um, I, I haven't heard if this particular person wanted to get into coaching or not, but um, what about Dev, y'all? That could be interesting. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if he's gotten his uh, license yet. but So I don't see Dev as the head coach. I definitely could see him as like an assistant, like a Brandon Morris or Zach Prince assistant mo- uh, mm-hmm. type role. Um, I don't see, which that could be what it is. Maybe they just promote Zach Prince, make him head coach, and then bring in Dev as, as a assistant. coach, as an assistant yeah. coach. I mean, I'd... It, that just kind of popped into my head here um just just because and the name the name as far as somebody from outside us that have has kind of shown promise in the league before is i i can't think of his name and i can't find it right now but uh it's the former reno coach um, who who did good things with them, has a rapport with Bees, has a rapport with Rivas. Um, Ian Russell. Yeah, is currently a, a Toronto assistant there in the MLS. Um, it's somebody who, who has a good resume, has seen success, and and knows a couple of our players and and as long as those players probably as long as those players have good things to say about him i could see him being on the short list at least of people peter tries to get so but at this point with it i mean it less than maybe 13 hours ago 14 hours ago earl sent that message to me um and i've had a lot of the stuff going on between now and then so without having a whole lot to a whole lot of time to think about it, man. I, I hate to even think about who's going to replace him. And, um, you know, I just, the, the club put out a video of what he's done. He talked about it in the press conference. The slideshows on Instagram kind of had his, his, uh, his top moments and, and accolades and stuff like that. And, and you, yes, I understand that we have, made it to the second round of the playoffs once made it to the playoffs twice and missed the playoffs this year. But you look at what he's done in the community. uh, You look at last year, winning co-coach of the year, playing every game on the road. You look at the best start in for USL expansion side. You look at the incredible USL open or us open cup run as an expansion side. Um, I mean, I would have loved to have seen him get us a championship or get us to the, to get us a Western championship or, or something like that. But, but he still has plenty to hang his hat on uh, with his tenure here. And, and I hope it's enough to get him the Charleston job, honestly. What do you guys think about names like Luchi Gonzalez or Cobb Ramos guys who were last seen in the MLS? Do you think there's any, potential that they drop down and take a USL job, or do you think it's going to be someone, you know, up and coming, maybe an assistant coach or someone that is 
getting their feet wet because we know Peter wants that championship. So do you think, I mean, do you think we're leaning more towards an established coach? Like one of those two or are either of those interesting to you guys? Not really. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing either of them. I just don't, I don't see a world where they do it. Um, I, I think somebody from the USL that has USL experience, um, maybe, maybe that coach is still on another team. Um, I don't know, but, but I, I feel like that's, that's, to me, that's the route that I feel Peter would take if he has all, all things equal. I feel like he would do that. Um, but I, I just don't see somebody like Tab Ramos coming down here and and taking this job as as after coming off of, of an MLS job because despite what we want to say as USL fans, the MLS talent is just completely different than ours. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston, maybe in Houston, not as much. Houston does rely on the kids a lot, the farm team coming up. You know, the academy kids coming from North Texas. Um, and they just, they have a thing going there that, that works. So maybe he is a little more inclined to take on, a uh, lower leagues head team, head coaching gig. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I do think we find out pretty soon, um, talking, uh, weeks, as opposed to months or even a month, I'm thinking two weeks tops. Um, I, I think Peter will move pretty quickly. I think he'll he'll get his guy and he'll bring him in here so that the off season um, can can really get rolling. Um, I think uh, Itamar, right? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, Itamar and. I, I don't know about Zach and Brandon. I don't know if they are for sure out the door or if they're still here for now as part of it or or what the case may be, but but I feel like uh I feel like Edamar will start doing player work right away. Um as well as some coaching work. I mean Lassane Troy mentioned it in in his presser that that they're already working on big names coming in. Um, as far as player wise, and Itamar has been doing that already. So, so we'll see. I think um, I I think it sucks. I know it sucks, um, but I'm at the same time excited to see what the future holds for both uh, Coach Lassane and us um, as we as we divert or as we go our separate ways here. I'm, I'm excited to see where both of those paths lead. And, um, you know, the silly season is, it has been almost as much fun as, as the regular season or as the actual soccer season, um, the last couple off seasons. So I'm excited to see what we do this off season. I wish it wasn't yet. I wish we were still playing. I wish, uh, we were taking on Phoenix tomorrow and, and we didn't have to do this emergency pod tonight. Uh, but alas, here we are. And, and I'm, I am sad 
and it will probably take me a little bit of time to shake off the sadness, but I am excited to see where, what we decide to do. Earl, any final thoughts? Nope. I know that this day's been this week <clears throat> has been terrible for my stress and terrible for my heart. And today just kind of added to it. Yeah. And I think that's something that's shared across uh, a lot of the fan base. Um, you know, it's, it's been tough, you know, from missing out on the playoffs on the final day to, you know, the, the stadium bond to losing Troy and, and uh, you know, all we can do is go forward and, you know, we're going to continue to do what we do. We're going to talk to the club. We're going to bring you guys the news and notes and, you know, maybe we get something that we can uh, break to you guys here the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, here's hoping that whoever they come in, you know, comes in and has the opportunity to get together with the guys early and, and get to work on uh, putting together a championship run in 2022. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, the, the only last thing I have to say is um, fuck El Paso and, and thank you Oakland Roots. And I want to end this bummer of a week and episode on a high note. And uh, guys, you just love to see it, guys. You just love to see it. <laughs> yes, we definitely, we absolutely enjoyed that tonight. So, uh, yeah, USL Championship playoffs continue tomorrow. Uh, I believe I think Phoenix is the first match up tomorrow. I could be wrong, but no, there's um, some Western or Eastern Conference one starting at five. Okay. That's right. So yeah, I think there's what five matches tomorrow. So it should be, should be pretty interesting to watch. So, uh, all right, Jacob, get us out of here, man. Yeah. Thanks guys. Um, I, I appreciate you two first and foremost for, for listening to my hairbrand idea of an emergency podcast and then not getting here till 1130. Um, <laughs> you guys are troopers and I appreciate that. Um, coach, um, I don't know. I, I think you I think you might listen to us or might have listened to us during the season. I, I think. Um and I but I don't know if since you're not the coach anymore, if you still are, but if you are, um we love you. Um we're going to miss you. Uh understand that you felt like you had to leave and and uh you know, you gotta gotta do what you gotta do and, and as family men ourselves, uh we completely understand that. But uh we are going to miss you and, and just thank you for for three years that have created um, our friendships for one here on the pod and, and, and just so much more. So until next time, Troy, um, hopefully you're coming here as a Charleston coach next year, or we're going there and, and, uh, and until then, or until you listen to the show next week and to all the fans out there, guys, uh, somos Nidos.